Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about um, quite a few little bits of pieces from Disney Plus, including the new Howard trailer. We'll also be talking about Weird But True, Magic Camp, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, and we'll also be talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier delay, plus taking a look at what's going to be coming to Disney Plus in August. But before we go into any of that, a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe either on YouTube or if you can subscribe on the audio platforms as well. That'd be a big help. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you check out our Patreon as well, where you can help support the podcast and the channel from as little as a dollar a month to get access to an exclusive video each week, along with other new bits of content. So just want to say a big thank you to all of our patrons, which include um, Seth, Jacob, Sarah, Joshua, The Juice, uh, What's on Netflix, Andrew and Julie. It really makes all of the difference having all of your help and it just helps towards all the costs of running the show, etc. So yeah, just that'd be fantastic if everyone can check that one out. So let's jump into all of the news because there's been there was there was we've actually had some official announcements this week, which has always been nice. So let's kick off um going through the week. So First off, we had a brand new animated series called Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is going to be coming in 2021. It is a spin-off of Star Wars The Clone Wars and features a group called The Bad Batch, which were, what, about four episodes of the last season, which were Disney Plus exclusives. It's going to be set after the events of The Clone Wars, where these guys are basically mercenaries doing um, bits and pieces, struggling to stay afloat and find a new purpose. What did you think of that announcement, James? I think you might be surprised to find I was kind of ambivalent on it, uh, to be honest. I, I, it's got, um, what's his name, uh, Dave Filoni yeah. behind it as a creator. That's always great news. But I have to admit, the Bad Batch themselves weren't that interesting. Now, we didn't get to see much of them. They only had the four or five episodes. Um, so uh, they felt like cheap clones pun intended of the republic commandos from the old continuity you know they had that video game back in the xbox playstation 2 era they had a couple books come out from them they were far more interesting characters than bad batch but they also had three books worth of uh time to to build up some information about them so of course they're more interesting taking it as a sequel to the clone wars however hopefully getting some cameos from uh characters that we love from the Clone Wars, and I'm thinking more like Boba Fett, Cad Bane, um, maybe some of the Night Sister stuff like that. That would be a much more interesting hook to me than the Bad Batch. Yeah, it's funny because um, this one kind of—I would almost say—it kind of came out of nowhere. Again, it makes a lot more sense now of how they sort of set the characters up a little bit more and sent them off on their ways. I think this was kind of like some characters that almost like were something that they'd wanted to do something with but couldn't quite do it, and then they've been sat on the back burner for years and years and years. And they've been like, oh, if we, you want, oh, we can make you another animated series. We've got these ideas for the... And also, it might be kind of interesting to see how clones deal with the Empire. You know, we haven't really seen too much of that. That could be kind of... Because obviously these guys obviously weren't in... I'm guessing weren't didn't have the chip included to do Order 66. So therefore, that's why they can, they're can sort of separate for that because they were like deactivated. They were incomplete clones. Otherwise, it wouldn't be much of a story, to be honest. But <laughs> well, well, even if they had the the chip, I believe the canon explanation is the chip only really overrided the clones' uh, control for like a little bit of time, just long enough for them to take on the Jedi. Yeah, uh, but that might be old continuity. I'm not sure if that's that applies in the current. Um, the other thing that occurred to me about this, though, was my re- initial reaction was like, "Ah, this is cool." 
but I wish you'd sent your creative uh, juices to something else, maybe something in the sequel era or bridging the, the, the gap between Return of the Jedi and the sequel era. But then I realized, uh, and you kind of mentioned a little bit here, they're probably using this as like a backdoor to use all that material that they built up from the Clone Wars that they never got to use. Um, we know that they had a lot of stories in mind for the Bad Batch. We know that there are other stories involving other characters that have been sitting on the floor. A lot of them probably not that hard to just go, oh, we're just going to shift it forward a couple of years. Anakin and Obi-Wan aren't yeah. in it. Uh, and and then go from there. So, yeah, I, I, I would prefer them putting their creative energies elsewhere, but I suspect that this isn't that big a lift on their side to do. Yeah, as well, I mean, we don't know how many episodes there are. There could be a lot less. Uh, maybe a short season. There's also something completely original for Disney+. Plus. Um, I love this. There are apparently a number of different animated series in production. This is not the only one we're going to be getting. Um, the fact it's coming in 2021, I'd imagine they've been working right through lockdown, building it. You know, this is not... They're ready for 2021. They've already started to work on a lot of this already. Um, yeah, I think this sounds cool. It's, it's funny how a number of people have misread the title. Um, that was one of the very, <laughs> very, very mentioned uh, comments on every single social platform. I miss even the moderators. Um, they got I completely. They were like they completely misread. I, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I because obviously I I didn't see it like that, but of course so many people were reading it a very different way. So that's something we're gonna have to look at. That's <laughs> interesting you say that because I had not made that connection at all. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I missed it completely. And yes. for anyone else who is still missing it, we're not going to spell it out. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Let's just say ch- swap an I for an A, and you're fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's literally spell it out. <laughs> um, so moving on from there, we got um, a new trailer for Howard, which is a documentary series, which is going to be uh, coming to Disney Plus on August the seventh. So this one, um, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, the trailer wasn't bad. Um, I think I mentioned back when we were talking about uh, Into the Unknown, the um, the documentary series about the making of Frozen 2, that stories about behind the scenes of music don't really do it too much for me. This might be an exception, though, um, because he, uh, along with Alan Menken, Howard had such a huge influence on not just the music of the stories, but how these stories played out. They're so iconic for that time period, the 90s and, and so on. Depending on how they go with this, uh, I could see myself really entertained by it. Plus learning a lot of interesting things. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he worked on like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and uh, The Little Mermaid. And the thing is, I'm, it's like the whole thing of, with him sort of dealing with um, being gay, having HIV, and that whole process, because obviously he died very shortly after all of this. And... Um, it's like this is a documentary of like this is, could be a bit different i mean it depends how they're going to play up on it they you know they mentioned it in the trailer they showcased it um are they going to go deep into it or not because this wasn't really i don't think made by disney this one's been floating around like the, the festivals for a number of years i think it was even shown off at like the 2017 d23 expo so it's been floating around a while but um people have been waiting for this one um i'm really interested in this um i don't really know much about him i'll be honest that era of disney at the time, I was a 11 to 12 year old boy and wasn't really into those movies. So I wasn't, it wasn't so, it wasn't until later as an adult, I appreciated all of that stuff. Um, so I'm really interested in this. This is 
what I think we need more of, more behind the scenes stuff. And then it's very different to like Into the Unknown because obviously this was all filmed back in the 90s and the late 80s. So the footage is much raw. They weren't making it for a TV show or a movie or anything like that. But I'm really looking forward to this one. This one is something I'm very much interested in watching seeing how it goes and just learning a little bit more about Disney history. Yeah. And I've already gotten a few of these stories from uh, D23 2017 when Alan Menken did a, did two concerts actually uh, at the hall. And it was a combination of him playing a lot of the Disney classic songs, uh, some other songs that he'd written that weren't Disney, like uh, little shop of horrors, but he had little stories intermixed in there with how he and Alan worked on a lot of these. Uh, so that that was a nice little glimpse into this. I didn't realize it, of course, three years ago, but yeah. uh, it does make me a bit more interested. I think there is a lot to this story that especially with the context of how uh, history has adjusted over the years and how things that weren't acceptable then are, are more acceptable now. Yeah, I, I think this will be pretty good. Yeah, so this one is going to be coming to Disney Plus on August the 7th. Um, so not too far away now. Um, that's kind of hard to believe, but yeah, so that one's definitely something I'm really interested in. Definitely check out that trailer. If you into like your hands, so I not break anything in terms of how many people are going to watch it, but I hope people give it a go. Um, definitely interesting. It was um, always nice to see these kind of things. We also got um, another new series announced this week called um, We But True. So this one is a National Geographic series. This one is already had two seasons, which are already available in the US, not available everywhere yet. But the third season is going to be exclusive to Disney Plus, dropping on August the 14th. Um, like two, uh, they kind of go off. There's a 13 episodes looking at a number of different things like dinosaurs, photography, camping, etc. Um, I think it's just a full on, just kids, it is a full on kids show. Perfect fit for Disney Plus. I think that thing of like National Geographic kids. Um, it's something that they've been, there's been a number of reports in the past about how Disney are going to use National Geographic kids content. We're seeing a lot of the, their old like YouTube videos and small shorts that they had on their channels. They're all being dropped onto Disney Plus in quite a large numbers at the minute. Um, Cause it seems to be like, well, just, it's a, just a huge array of stuff. So I think this one is a good fit. Um, it's nice to see them kind of dropping back into the weekly routine again. Cause um on one hand, it's nice getting house seasons at once, but I kind of quite like this weekly stuff. But I don't think necessarily this is a show for me, but it's just nice to have something um, fresh and new. And that, you know, that's going to be running pretty much right through to, I think, November, probably. Yeah, and obviously not a show for me either. The, the age range is definitely skewing younger. However, that said, uh, I might check out the Rockets episode just because, you know, I love Rockets. <laughs> um, always kind of fun to see what's going on with that. I'm, I love rockets, but <laughs> I'm also expecting this. You know, we we had common uh, we commented on say it's a dog's life with Bill Farmer and things like that. Where even though it skews young, it skews very young. Like there's very little actual documentary uh, part to that. It's more here's a cool dog. The dog is doing cool things. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. This actually seems like there's information involved with it. Things that you would want your kids to learn you're you're not going to learn like delta v procedures for rockets you're not going to learn how they you know calculate when to make turns and when to break and all that you're going to learn the basics of rocketry but that's what you want for kids yeah um i it's, this is a kind of show i know that had this been on when i was a kid 
I'd be in in on it. It's got I kind of quite you know I always did like the kind of little educational shows. I think you know they look like they're doing skits and stuff in some of the pictures and and obviously it's going to be aimed at a younger audience. Just nice to see kind of Disney looking at like National Geographic and going, yeah, this is a this is the kind of content. I think we've even there was even when I look back and found an article that I wrote last year was about this series about the fact that this was going to be happening, but it's it just makes sense. It just makes complete sense from everything to it doesn't necessarily fit on the Disney. It, well, it could fit on the Disney Channel, but it makes sense for National Geographic kids to become a major part of Disney Plus moving forward. So I think that one's a, a really good idea. And I hope that it gets more people clicking on the National Geographic's icon on that bar. I, th- I think people tend to forget about it. You know, you, you're going in and you're watching um, onwards and, and uh, looking forward to Soul and stuff like that. And the National Geographic stuff doesn't really show up in the like, what's just yeah. been added. Like, um, we didn't do a what we're watching this week. Yeah. But uh, one of the things I looked up was the, the Machu Picchu documentary but if if i hadn't known that that was coming out i would not have seen it because it's not on the the just added bar in disney plus it's funny the thing is it's like interesting like oh you know when we go through the august list and what was added on to disney plus this week you know this kind of thing of there's this real kind of trend of and i really know of people like they a lot of people like look like oh more national geographic stuff more and it's like and I'm sitting there going, you got, that's like the thing I watch the most. You know, that's the thing I'm, I watch more stuff on the National Geographic section than I do on the other sections. It is, um, I've, been, I've been watching um, Ice, Ice Truck of Rescue. I've been going through a number of episodes now. I did watch that Machu Picchu, Lost City of Machu Picchu as well, um, which I thought was a really good documentary. Um, I did actually visit there about... 12 years ago so it was kind of quite nice to see it. we've got another one coming up in a few weeks i think next in two weeks as well um so i lo- i mean i love all the national geographic so when that when like the august list gets dropped i am looking to the national geographic for the content that i am going to watch because that is the stuff that i'm you know i'm much more likely to sit there and watch a documentary on um something like that i was even i also watched the first episode of wild chili as well like the beautiful um scenery and stuff in that one and I love all that stuff. So I definitely, it, it's like, if, we, if, if you want to review what we've been watching this week, I've been, I, I've only watched National Geographic content. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that's what I'm enjoying about Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it, for me, it was also the same National Geographic, although also the, um, the pre-report for, for Disneyland. I watched that. That's not a Nat Geo, but it is also a documentary. Yes, they didn't, add it, they didn't add it to the UK one. It's on my um, to watch list over the weekend. Um, usually I try to kind of catch up on a few bits and pieces over, over the weekends. And yeah, so that one's definitely there. But yeah, I, I just feel like the National Geographic stuff, um, a lot of people maybe don't necessarily... Um, appreciate that these are very good ones and yeah so let's jump into um we're gonna we'll jump into the august list because there was a couple of things on there that i wanted to bring up while we're going along so this is everything that's going to be coming to disney plus in august so in the u.s or globally just so this is so this is this is u.s um all the disney plus originals will be global the the thing is with when i say the word you a lot of these end up arriving at some point somewhere on Disney Plus, either not, especially Australia and New Zealand. You, once they kind of appear somewhere, they tend to slowly drip out 
everywhere eventually. Um, I've been noticing that, you know, there's a thing like Once Upon a Time is coming to France or something like that in a couple of weeks' time. So I wouldn't be surprised if things start rolling it. I think once it gets put into the system, they start moving them around a bit. But yeah, this is based on the US. So first off, we've got Friday, August 7th, Hidden Kingdoms of China. This one is all about like kind of stuff. Again, this one aired on National Geographic back in February. I'm going to be watching this one. We've also got Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Adventure Awaits. It's behind the scenes of the thing. Now that should have arrived months ago, but got delayed for some reason. Um, got the Peanuts movie, which um, this is called Snoopy and Charlie Brown over here. Um, it's really weird how that works. And then we've got UFO... Europe, The Untold Stories, Season 1. X-Men, which is going to be obviously a big one. Howard, second episode of Muppets Now, and uh, One Day at Disney. And then the season finale of Disney Family Sundays. I was wondering if that was ever going to end. Um, and I mean, they did 40 episodes. It was quite a decent um, run of that one. I mean, they're not exactly heavy weight episodes to create or produce. <laughs> to be honest... Um, I wouldn't mind if they had can just kept on going. It it was that kind of little fluff thing. Obviously, not something either you or I. But I my my friend who's got two kids under the age of eight. He would they wouldn't religiously watch it, but every once in a while, like if his wife needed a, a break, they would toss that on and they would do the crap. So there there are people anecdotally watching it. I just wish they gave it a better name because I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a very good description of. of Disney Family Sunday shows has no concept of what that is. You know, like Disney Craft or something like that would make much more sense. Disney Family Sundays, it sounds more like a, a Mouseketeer kind of thing. Or even like a, sh- a programming block of, right. of like you might find on the Disney. So yeah, so that one's going to be ending there. And then we've got a new episode of Pixar in real life. This one is going to be the Wallace episode. Um, so what, what jumped out from August 7th for you there? Uh, well, obviously the Muppets now, but that's the second episode, so yeah. we'll have talked about it by then. Uh, the Galaxy's Edge, I mean, I, I've been to Galaxy's Edge at both Disneyland and Disney World by now, so I'm not sure how much of this will be new, but still, seeing behind-the-scenes stuff is always kind of fun. And then, um, interestingly enough, Prince of Persia, I remember it coming out. I know I never saw it. Yeah. Um, I know there was a bit of controversy because you know they got Jake Gyllenhaal to play uh, a Middle Eastern Prince, yeah. but uh, I have no idea if this is any good or not. I might check it out. Uh, maybe not in time for that podcast that we'll be doing that weekend, but yeah. sometime shortly after. Well, it's, it's already available in the UK. I'm just like I have never seen it. Um, I do want to watch it because I am a I am a principal. I've played a number of the video games. I used to have uh, the original one. I remember going into um, the the math class at school and playing it on the, the school PCs when, you know, it was literally, you had the keyboard. Um, and I've played a few more of the video games since then. So I'm, I need to check that one out. That one's one that completely flew under the radar that I forgot Disney even made. And Howard obviously should be good. Uh, moving on there from Friday, the August the 14th, Alaska Animal Rescue Season 1. Again, another one that should have been a few weeks ago or months ago, but didn't arrive. Ant-Man and the Wasp, India's Wild Leopards. Jungle Animal Rescue Season 1. Again, that one should have arrived a couple of months ago. Nature Boom Time, Sam's Zookeeper Challenge. Uh, Scuba Sam's World, Spaced Out, Tots, Season 1. Tots Calling All Tots, Season 1. The Greatest Showman, 
Wildcats of India Season 1, Zombies 2, the one and only Ivan, a new episode of Muppets Now, new uh, One Day at Disney short. We're also getting the premiere of Weird But True. The first episode was about dinosaurs. And also Magic Camp. So, Magic Camp. Let's start with that one. This one is um, a movie that was supposed to have been released two years ago. It got pushed back for Disney+. Plus. Um, it's about a misfit group of campers and a down-on-his-luck magician discovering his love of magic. It's a heartwarming comedy. Um, how they've just literally there's a description and it comes out on the same day as the one and only Ivan. We've seen no trailers. We've seen no images. Um, this is really weird. I th- I'm sure this movie is going to get pushed back um, a week or two because it just feels like a really weird way of just dropping it. Actually, about the one and only Ivan, I thought that was coming on the 21st. No, it's the 14th, that one. Okay. Well, it it doesn't look like it's on the list on the website. Anyway, not the not the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm reading it off, off, the, off the official one. So okay. I, I, I'm sure I added on, on my list, but nevertheless... Um, it's definitely um i don't i don't think that's a bad a bad lineup for that day really that's quite a lot actually it's a pretty solid lineup all around a lot of things that i want to check out on that day um we talked about the greatest showman previously i've never seen that one uh not fond of kind of cleaning up pt barnum's history but the music sounds interesting ant-man and the wasp will probably end up being a you know a a background view at some point because i really did enjoy that movie quite a bit Mm. Um, Alaska Animal Rescue seems like it's going to be a fun one. Uh, surprisingly, I will probably skip Spaced Out. That's I, I think I'd rather watch Cosmos. But <laughs> yeah. for aiming for kids, I'm sure it'll be be solid. I I have no idea what Tots is. Honestly, Tots is um, it's an animated series where they uh, they're basically delivering babies. It's kind of like the stork. They're, they're all like stalk deliver they deliver babies by stalk that's basically how that one works <laughs> it's, I don't know. i've not watched sure. it i've just seen the trailer um yeah it's well it's yeah. popular enough to have both a season and a spin-off season so very a lot of people have been asking about this one um and it's i think it should be interesting to see how this one goes um it it took a long time for the season to get to um Disney Plus, it's, it's been like had so many hiatuses on the Disney Channel. It's taken a while to get there, so that one's there. Um, again, things like Sam Zookeeper Challenge and Scuba Space, uh, Sam's World and Spaced Out, and that Nature Boom Time. Those are all di- Natural Geographic Kids like YouTube things. So they've been like dropping them on. Um, I think that's a solid lineup. I mean, I think Zombies Two, Greatest Showman, and Ant Man and the Wasp are big enough for it to be the headline of the week alone. I still haven't watched any of the zombies. Great Showman, one of my favorite movies of recent times. I, the soundtrack is fantastic. I love that movie. I have seen it a number of times. Can't wait for it to be on Disney Plus to be able to have it right there and then. Um, the one and only Ivan, it, again, a massive, great big um, movie that should have been hit in cinemas, got pushed back. So that is a bumper week. And then it was just like I said, this magic camp. It just It feels like... It's either it's, this movie's either really bad and they don't really want to publish, but why push it out on the same day as the one and only Ivan? It makes no sense to drop two movies, at the, and even that they didn't even drop any information with the or images. It seems very strange. 
Yeah, that that does kind of have the telltale signs of we don't have faith in this movie. Let's just get it out there and and maybe some people will watch it somewhere down the road. Recoup whatever we can from it. Yeah, so could nice. end up being fine, but yeah. Yeah, we'll give it give give it a go, but yeah, some nice series series. Um like I said, you've got lots of National Geographic shows in there as well, plus a couple of big movies. But yeah, moving on from there for August uh, the 21st, we've got Back to Titanic, Beauty and the Beast, which is the new version because it's not available in the US, Mars One Day on the Red Planet, which is definitely one for you, Muppets Now, episode, a new episode of One Day at Disney, and a new episode of Weird But True. So like a one week we've got uh, 20 things, and the following week we've got like one movie and two, it's like... Yeah, this this one didn't seem like it was a particularly well thought out. I I would have said even you know, even though you've already got Beauty and the Beast for your back catalog item, uh, shifting Ant Man and the Wasp back a week or Magic Camp perhaps would have been a good idea. Still, um, I am interested in both Back to the Titanic and Mars. one day on the red planet. I don't know if back to the Titanic is a national geographics or a Disney one. Cause the description I'm reading doesn't specify. No, I but, think it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it might even be um, a 20th century. I think it might even be uh, that, about the movie. Actually, that would make the most sense. Um, yeah. But either way, looking forward to it, looking forward to Mars and who knows, I might, might end up watching beauty and the beast again, just probably not immediately when it comes out i think we i think it was on tv recently um over christmas i'm sure i, I i've seen it recently so i probably won't watch it again um i mean the thing about like you were saying about things slipping back sometimes that's how togo was an example where it actually slipped back a week or two um but so i wouldn't be surprised if uh, magic camp does that just to um space give that one a little bit of room to breathe um friday august 28th we've got alice through the looking glass and fantastic four and then Phileas and Ferb, the movie, Candence Against the Universe. So a brand new animated series, uh, movie. That one's going to be really popular. A new episode of Muppets Now, One Day at Disney, and Weird But True. Um, so again, uh, Phileas and Ferb, the big one really for that, that weekend. Yeah, and unfortunately it's a series that I've never watched. Uh, so I, I, I don't know anything about it. And I suspect that going into the movie is probably not the best plan. I'm thinking after I finish Gravity Falls, I've only got like, seven or eight episodes left of that i might uh, jump into phineas and ferb because that's another one of those shows where it comes up frequently people are like this was this was a really good show back in the day it holds up really well my only interaction with it was within disney infinity where they had the characters back in the first round and other than that this week uh that week uh the 28th not really much to go on like i have not seen any of the alice movies uh, the live action ones. Yeah. Uh, again, this is probably not the one to start with because if I remember correctly, this is the last one. This is the second one. Um, and we actually went to cinema to see that one. Um, my wife liked it. Um, I was kind of, uh, I, I preferred the first one. Um, they're, they're fine. You know, um, it's Johnny Depp doing Johnny Depp stuff. And it just kind of, I, it's fine. It's a, it's a good movie. It's again, it's one of those movies that kind of came onto Disney Plus. It wasn't on there when it launched. It then came on in December. Then it got taken back off and went off to like HBO and that's coming back. Um, again, it's already available um, in some countries. It's always funny whenever these lists come out because obviously everyone like in like outside of the US, Canada and stuff, we're all going, well, half these big, all the big movies are already available. It doesn't mean anything. Like Beauty and the Beast and Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, we've already got them. So we're interested to see how all that lines up. I think it's a good, 
I think it's a good lineup. Um, it's not. I could I could do them spacing out maybe that um, August the fourteenth a, uh, a bit more. That seems to be oh. a bit. That seems a way over overbooked. I would agree with that. Push one of them back, maybe even push a couple of them back and space it out. Especially since if you if you do want to see some of these movies at the end of the month on the twenty eighth, but you don't have the context, like I don't, Phineas and Ferb and and the second Alice movie, uh, they're not the places you're going to want to start. Um, also worth clarifying the fantastic four movie coming out is the 2005 one that had future captain America, Chris Evans and Jessica Alba, not the uh, more recent horrifying. Yeah, it is already, unfortunately, but it's, yeah, it's not the horrifyingly bad fantastic force, whatever you want to call it. It's the best out of the three. Let's let's look at it that way. Best out of the four, if you count the one from the 90s that was never officially released, yeah. but it's been on the convention <laughs> circuit for years and years and years. I remember the first convention I ever went to back in like, I think 2000, it was Megacon in Florida. There were people hawking the uh, the mm. 90s Fantastic Four, even back then. Yeah, and it's, it's just, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I, I never really, I never got the hate for the, that. I always thought that one wasn't that bad. I think I even went to cinema to see it, and it was like, yeah, cool, it's fine. I mean, I grew up watching the Fantastic Four animated series. Um, I thought it was all right. Um, yes, I second one wasn't so good, and the the last, the newer one was it was awful. The the newest one shouldn't they they should just disappear that one. Yeah, it was it, was, it always felt like that. That was like you guys are kind of you, you completely botched the entire all the characters. It just it just didn't work. The the one thing I will say, the 2005 version, the Doctor Doom they have in that is just completely unintimidating at all. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I remember watching that. And the first time he puts the mask on, you're expecting like this deep James Earl Jones, Darth Vader voice. And you get like this high pitched. I'm like, yeah, okay. I can't take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's it. So um, like I said, there's quite a few things. Now, well, there was one thing missing from this list, which was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was originally due to arrive in August. They've kind of been updating the thing to sort of say fall, but um, it was confirmed that it wouldn't be coming in August now and will be late. And that it's, it, it's kind of one of those really weird things because I mean, I didn't, I put up the article about you know all the things that were added and was like yeah um it's not on there okay whatever didn't didn't really give it a second glance and suddenly then woke up in the morning everyone was talking about it i'm like oh i <laughs> it's one of those kind of things that go didn't we already know all this <laughs> well well i suppose i'm going to put up an article because obviously a lot of people don't know about it but it was one of those things that go yeah, they still got they still got it to film. We did, we've talked about you know delays and stuff. I'm hoping that they can get out there, get the filming done soon, get it in the can. The fact that it says fall doesn't give them an extra. I mean, t- to me, fall goes right through to the end of October. I don't know what it's like. It's what do you guys count as fall out in the U.S.? I don't want to speak for the entirety of the U.S. because that's a, a very tricky one. I have personally always thought of fall as kind of ending at Halloween, give or yeah. take. Um, but I mean technically it goes through like november yeah i think it's kind what of like, december december 21st or something like that <laughs> well i think yeah it's that kind of weird thing so fall 2020 is quite a big scope um i never think of august as fall that's summer Fall, you know we're still on summer mode at that point so um 
uh, yeah, I was not surprised to see it delayed from August, which they originally said. But there's also been a lot of discussion overnight about WandaVision because the Hollywood Reporter put up an article and that said spring, which then set everybody off. And then they realized that there was a mistake and they've changed it back to where it was arriving in December. I still think that's going to happen. I think that one's safer to hit because they've got most of it filmed. They're just doing some reshoots, but they can do that on location in, I think, in L.A., so whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they have to go to Prague and they've got a few bit other bits. There's a bit more moving around parts, but Benzo might hold it back a little bit more to tie in with Black Widow, which it should have been um, tying in with. That's the other issue that m might come into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Again, been delayed, but um, not a huge surprise there. So I think August as a whole, not too bad. A couple of big movies. I think this whole summer of movie thing that Disney are rocking out in the US right now is, is a good thing. I think it's really helping having these big movies dropping weekly. It, I think it really helping. Like just, you know, when you're looking on there and you're seeing something new, it's funny that of course, that like for us, the rest of us outside the US are going, yeah, that's already available. But people are asking for other movies that aren't available. It's like, yeah, you can see why they're doing it the way they're doing it and going, yeah, we're going to hold on to those movies for next year or, you know, keep them back for a later date. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it makes sense uh, from their perspective. I do kind of appreciate it from, from our perspective too, because there's stuff that's dropped uh, that I would not have watched otherwise. And I'm talking both back catalog and new items. Uh, and that's regardless of doing the podcast. I, I don't think I would have bothered to watch something like the pre-opening report from Disneyland if it had also dropped in with, you know, some major, an item or other, or if it had just been part of a regular content drop. So ended up checking that out. And then of course, a lot of the national geographic stuff, but I, I do understand why people are like, Oh, give us black widow, give us Mulan. And so I, it's not going to happen guys, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, I, Mulan's still a really weird one because you kind of look at Mulan and kind of thinking right now of cinemas are, open-ish in some places you know um over here for example the uk they can now open up and but there's no movies i mean that's the, the fact that star wars empire strikes back is the number one movie in the world right now in the box office shows what's going on with movie i mean i think they hit like six hundred thousand dollars worldwide you know you know we're talking thousands not they didn't even hit a million and it's like who's going to go to the cinema to see old movies there are some fans and stuff but you know, with everything going on right now, there is a real thing of that this year for, for movies is just not going to work in terms of cinema. I mean, it's we're talking, we've got months, we've got the whole of the winter. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Mulan gets pushed back again. Um, it, it depends, you know, because I think that was, is that August 21st? I think that one was the, the um, around then. And We've also got uh, the new mutants coming at the end of August, though they put out a new thing this week with a trailer. They didn't actually put the date in the trailer because they're doing a, um, a special panel at Comic-Con. Um, if they're over to an, in some ways I'm thinking, well, new mutants might make the most sense to send out just to go out into the cinema so they can get rid of it. <laughs> right, because they are contractually obligated to get it into cinemas. It's not something they can content drop, but it would not surprise me if it opens in like five theaters uh, for one weekend or whatever the minimum requirement is for, for their contract. And then it pops onto Netflix. 
Yeah, um, well, I think that, well, that one in the US will be going to HBO Max. Oh, first. HBO, sorry. Um, though, obviously, like for the rest of us, um, you know, all of these movies are completely fair game. And also, I'm going to, well, it's not really something I had thought of, but it feels like this like PG-13 thing is like opened up a little bit in the last few, in the last like six to eight weeks. It really feels like Disney Plus has started to kind of go, yeah, we went a little bit too tight on like digitizing um, Splash's butt. And now we are quite happy. I could not believe how many articles I saw because Hugh Jackman's ass was on show in the X-Men movies and it wasn't digitized out like it was in Splash. And it's like, and I look, and I, I did actually go, you know what? I'm not writing that article. I don't, I don't, I think this is just ridiculous. And every other website ran the article and go, no, I'm not writing an article about his butt. I've already done a Splash butt one because that, but um, the fact that it was not being edited and the fact that I have to have a full conversation about his butt is bad. <laughs> and so we're talking about it now. I actually didn't even realize that was a thing. I knew about the Splash yeah. one because uh, we talked about that. I did not realize that uh, there was any news about that not getting filtered <laughs> out in the X-Men. So this is my first time hearing about it. And I'm just kind of like, this isn't news. This is stupid. Yeah. But I think like with X-Men and it's, you know, it's not been edited. Um, Hamilton. Um, Hamilton was weird because they made such a big deal about we're going to bleep out the F word. And then they left the S word in like everywhere. Yeah. And I, and, and this is the thing. It, it feels like, like with that and the great show, I mean, at the end, we're not necessarily in it but the, kind of some of the movies are dropping on with the x-men stuff it's, it's like okay you guys have it feels like they've like so it's pushed that envelope just a little bit to get past the disney channel issue um which i don't i don't think is a, i think they needed to i think they needed to get a little bit more like like we've gone a little bit too too far over and it's been kind of nice to, i think hamilton has kind of set them up going yeah we really need to set the tone pg-13 safe you know we're allowed whatever it was, they've made a decision we need to keep to it rather than going really really safe because i think that was just ridiculous i think they definitely recalibrated uh their opinion on how kiddish the, the program should be and i think to be honest that is due to the backlash that they got from people being like we want stuff for us too this is not people are not viewing this as only a platform to stick the kid in front of to keep them quiet for a couple hours. I don't think it's, it wasn't so much even the fact of like, to me, it was like, well, you can't, we can't go so tight that you can't have anything on there. Um, just because of the kids. It's like, well, you have to use the kids profiles and, you know, at the end of the day, Hugh Jackman's, but we all have one. We've all, you know, it's like, it's this kind of weird thing of like, They've got to get that line right. You know, I don't want necessarily, you know, Aliens versus Predator to be put on there. But something like Planet of the Apes, those movies are, you know, why not? You know, they've got just as much, you know, the violence is in it is the same as in a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie. The, those movies would make more sense being a, a franchise for Disney Plus because they're fantasy. It's, it's a fantasy movie. And um, I just hope, like you say, we can move beyond that a little bit and they can start seeing that and i think some of these movies that they're putting on are really helping with that yeah i agree completely and i i hope they keep going with it obviously i'm in the same boat i don't want uh the predator movies in there i don't want you know the the gore and the violent stuff but 
you do need something that's at least a little more mature than the little mermaid or beauty and the beast to me there's also that thing of like if, if mulan is a pg-13 and is allowed on there then all pg-13 it's like you kind of can't it's like you've you've picked your line and you need to stick to it of like you know that's you've and i understand not having r-rated movies on there and i completely get that and i can see the thing like with deadpool but it's like yeah we've kind of got a there's i don't know i just but looking at the, some of these movies like like Ant-Man and the Wasp and The Greatest Showman and things like that. Like, you need these kind of bigger movies on there, especially now because we've got all the competition with HBO Max, you've got Peacock, you've got um, Amazon, Hulu, you know, all these kind of different platforms. They need a little bit more mainstream stuff and I'm hoping that's what we're going to start seeing more. I'm just seeing all these big movies dropping in the US is just helping, I think, with all of that. Yeah, and I was thinking about it while you were talking there. The only movie I can think of where I'd or I'd be conflicted on where I'd be, it would be Logan. Um, not because I want an R rated movie yeah. on Disney plus, but because every other X-Men movie that's part of the series is on there. And Logan is basically the end cap to the X-Men. So I'm not saying they should put it on there because it, it is very violent and uh, bloody and stuff. Yeah. I just, but, I just, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a Marvel. It's like, you know, I, I'd be honest. It's like Chuck Daredevil and, Deadpool on there, and it's like you make sure that it's in the in the adults, and then if if somebody complains, you go parent responsibility. You know, it's like it comes down to. I can see why they don't do a Deadpool, but I'm hoping they put that once upon a time, the Christmas edition one that they made up, um, just to kind of mix things up and go. There's no reason why not. It's legally technically correct, um, and everyone and- would get a big big chuckle at the fact of Deadpool being on Disney Plus, especially if they start integrating Deadpool into the MCU more. Or, I mean, I don't know necessarily if there's going to be a third movie, but the sounds of it, it's all kind of gone a bit um, all over the place right now. But if Ryan Reynolds is going to carry on as Deadpool in the MCU, then, you know, we need the movies. I At this point, and it's not specific to Deadpool, the idea of anything past 2021 at this point, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what's coming out. All the plans are all over the place, and they're completely bonkers now. Uh, if they wanted to say, yeah, we, we replaced all of the upcoming Marvel movies, we're ditching the Eternals and Shang-Chi, and we're going to do uh, you know, a Howard the Duck direct sequel to the 1980s movie, I wouldn't even be surprised at this point. Yeah, it does, it's kind of one of those years where um, everything is just out of whack. Um, but at least with Disney Plus in August, they have got a few things dropping in, and this is where has suddenly having a, this vast library of content does help. I was interested. There was an article I saw the other day. They were on about how um, like Apple TV is really struggling. It's going to really struggle going forward because obviously they had the big movie. I think Grey Greyhound with Tom Hanks, but they've obviously hit a snag of all the production stopping. But they have got no back catalogue, and therefore they're like, is Apple TV Plus sustainable to like not have anything on it new for? three to six months and now I'll be honest I haven't fired that app up since it launched and then someone also like they were also putting like Disney Plus into the same lineup and going no I'm going this they're not even vaguely familiar other than there's a plus in the title because Disney asked making stuff but they've also got a massive back catalogue that I think if Disney Plus didn't have anything for three months new and Netflix there's enough on Disney Plus to keep the core audience happy and I think it's kind of telling, you know, Apple had a very big launch 
base because if you if you got a new phone, at least here in the states, you got Apple Plus for a year. Uh, that was with a new iPhone, you had it for a year. And even with that, with the huge base that Apple has, I've heard nobody talking about this at all. Uh, I had I have an iPhone through work. It it did work to activate an Apple Plus. I haven't even logged into it other than the you know activating it. Uh, I forget it exists to be honest. It was, it, yeah, I mean, it was interesting because my dad asked me about the movie because he must have seen it advertised somewhere and how to watch it because he didn't know what platform it was on. It was like, uh, yeah, you can't. Um, I'm going, well, you've got an iPhone. You could watch it, but we, you can't plug it into your TV and all the rest of it. It's just, I think that's been the big problem. And again, and I think that's, it's not, it's with lots of different platforms and we've heard a lot this week about Peacock. Uh, if you've not got your app on all the different devices like Roku and Amazon and all the rest of it, things get lost. You know, people are not going to buy devices just to watch one app. You know, you need to have it on a lot more different things. And yeah, I think Apple TV Plus is going to be one of those ones of, I would not be at all surprised if it folded because what are they going to, if they lose six months production, they could lose six months of no content and they could buy stuff up. But I think the wells probably get running dry. Disney yeah. at least can. <laughs> Apple does have a lot of money. <laughs> it does have a lot of money and it could buy, it could buy things up, but they might look at it as well going, yeah, this thing is just not financially viable right now. And we know really knew that the streaming wars were going to have a few, you know, some, there was going to be some casualties and, I still think Apple TV Plus is one that was just like, this one is just not built to last. And yeah. Well, um, obviously we don't know the fate of Apple Plus, but regardless, I I don't fault them for trying, huh? Or do we? Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't fault them for trying. And honestly, if it folds, I I do think that they still have the potential of bringing those shows onto another platform, maybe joining HBO Max or or Peacock or something like that. And they could continue to produce content and maybe somewhere down the, the line, once they have that back catalog, they could try again. Not that I would encourage them to, there's enough splintering in the market as it is, but they, they have the potential to keep moving forward with this, even if Apple plus itself does not. And again, that's all speculation. We Yeah. I, mean, I think with Apple as well as like, if they can tie it all in with all the other different streaming platforms and they just take a cut out of everyone that would make seem to make a lot more sense without actually having to make anything but i think we are going to see some more um casualties i mean, I didn't make a joke there about i uh, was it quibbly um apparently the end of the, it's now been three months since it launched and i think they've lost like 90 odd percent of the people that signed up for it um because they had a free 90-day trial um i cannot see this one lasting the rest of if it makes it out of 2020 <laughs> um and obviously they'll just blame the virus but yeah and, and the, it this was just a bad product at the wrong time with the wrong price and all the rest of it i don't even remember this product it's the, it, yeah it's the uh it's the mobile um it's a mobile streaming platform and you could only watch it on your on, and if you turn it, it would like react to your um, things. And it's just basically like eight to ten minute um, videos. And yeah, I have never heard of this. No, it's like, it's probably like, probably for. I mean, it might be something else in the US. Yeah, I don't know, but I, yeah, I just I'm sure it's quib. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not in the U.S. or something. I'm just saying I yeah. personally have not heard of this service. Yeah, it's a short form thing. It only because it only launched back in like a March, but it's just been like the notoriously bad 
pressed for the idea that they launched a streaming platform about being all on the go when everyone got sent home and they didn't have the app on televisions until they got it on there and then um they launched with loads of like celebrities running these things and everyone's looking at it going these are just youtube videos and you're charging us eight dollars a month for it and yeah so nevertheless On that note, um, I think we've got pretty much wraps up all of this week's news. Again, a big thank you to all of our patrons for all of your support. And if you do enjoy the podcast, do consider um, joining up as a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash what's on Disney Plus. Remember as well, you can join us on our Facebook group where we have over 135,000 members and you can join us on social media, etc. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for watching. See you guys soon. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.